Hey there, listeners. Here I am back with another sound quality <laughs> disclaimer. Um, during this episode, for some reason, Allegra's mic is really, really quiet. So I apologize for that. Also, about 50 minutes in, you hear my demonic sink like gurgling in the background, which is also not amazing. So I'm just going to apologize ahead of the episode for that. Those issues should not be present going forward. All right, let's get into it. Shaun of the Dead. Come on from school and what do we see? Parents are gone, let's watch some TV. Every day was another movie for us. We are the latchkey saves here for you. Reviewing movies from back in our youth. Were they good films or did we just have nothing to do? Hi there, welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings, us, to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet in one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and Holland, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I love it. Um, yeah, this. So, you know, what we do each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. This week is the first of our Spooky Sibs Halloween month. Um, last week we drafted the movies that would be chosen at random. This week's movie that would be chosen at random is 2004's Shaun of the Dead, which will be defended by Holland. Yup. And God damn it, Holland just gets all of the good ones. (laughs) All of the time. Um, So a quick summary of the film we are going to be reviewing today courtesy of let me let me give credit where credit is due uh courtesy of infest 0125 on imdb sean simon Pegg doesn't have a very good day so he decides to turn his life around by getting his ex to take him back but he times it right for the middle of what may be a zombie apocalypse But for him, it's an opportunity to show everyone he knows how to be useful by saving them all. All he can do is survive and get his ex back. All he has to do is survive and get his ex back. Sure. Um, (laughs) Once again, a little shaky, but, you know. It gets the point across. It gets the point across. Um, Movie came out in the UK in, I think... Or March of 2004, but was released in the United States April 9th. Oh no, sorry, September 24th, uh, 2004. Oh, wow. That's a delay. <laughs> um, so Holland was 12, Allegra was nine, almost 10, and I was seven. I know for a fact I didn't see this in theaters. Um, I, no, think I definitely Hol- did not. 
I think Allegra showed me this movie um, like a couple years later because Allegra and I, I think, have a very special bond with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, slash Edgar Wright films. Um, I think we've seen all of the big Coronetto trilogy together. Yes. We no. Don't. Yeah. You didn't see At World's End with Gray because yeah, Gray did. and I saw that. No, oh, Gray, Allegra Dad, and I there? saw. Yeah, because it was when oh, it was when I was studying right. abroad in London, and Gray and Dad were going on a trip for your graduation was, or like before yeah, you was, graduated. It was before my senior year of high school. Right, and you oh. visited me, and we saw it in freaking like Covent Garden at the most expensive movie theater ever, and Dad complained about the price the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that Allegra wasn't there because I just assumed that she... You were there in spirit, definitely, Allegra. Did did you... When you came back to the U.S., did we? Did you and Dad see it a second time with me? Maybe I did with you. Um, I don't know if Dad was there, but I know for a fact I saw it again. Damn, I don't remember who I saw this movie with now. <laughs> I'm like, I assumed it was great because I remember watching Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz on TV at Dad's house. Yes, right? all the time. Like, I loved, I still love Hot Fuzz. This is actually only, like, the third time I've seen Shaun of the Dead. And not for, oh, yeah. you know, a lack of interest or anything. It was more of just, it wasn't on as much. Or, you know, I just didn't, I didn't seek it out as much as Hot Fuzz. But... Allegra, I'm pretty sure I did see it with you. So you must have been like, I am willing to see this again. So yes. that you could so I would see it with you. Yes. Because yeah. But that this... was that's not even the movie we're talking about. No, no I know. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is definitely the one I've seen the most out of the Cornetto trilogy, though. So like the other two I think I've only seen once. For context for the uninitiated, uh, when we're referring to the <laughs> Cornetto trilogy. Um, we're talking about, so essentially, quick bit of trivia at the top of the episode. Um, in this movie, Nick Frost's character, Ed, um, you know, was, you know, he woke up after a hangover and, uh, Simon Pegg goes like, need anything from the store? And he just says Cornetto, which I found out was actually just because one time Edgar Wright ate a Cornetto to get over a hangover and just thought it would be funny if... Ed did the same thing, but it kind of launched their like running gag throughout the the movies they did. So this one he, uh, makes an appearance as a um, strawberry cornetto with a red wrapper, which is a reference to the blood in zombies. Um, for Wright's other movies, Hot Fuzz, it was a blue and vanilla flavor representing the police, while the final part, The World's End, it was a green and peppermint with chip representing science fiction and extraterrestrial elements. So kind of tying in the movies with this little, you know, dessert treat. And we love them. Didn't they also do an alien movie? They did Paul. Paul. I don't think Edgar Wright did Paul. I don't think Edgar Wright was in it. But I know Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were yeah, in Yeah, I think one. they actually I just, wrote it. I just for my... I just... Oh, did they? I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but... I think I, I think that was another movie that was rented on the cruise. <laughs> Do you uh, remember that? Yeah, and I think I watched it on the plane over to Germany. So it would have been 2011. Yeah. 
Um, I, it was yeah, 2011. A lot of movies sure. were watched on that cruise, including Paul, Just Go With It, and the Never Say Never Justin yeah, Bieber exactly. documentary. Okay. <laughs> Paul was asleep, and so she rented, like, this was a two-week cruise. And I think a, we've told the story. But we definitely talked about how one was... Oh, yeah, maybe we did because of Sam Templer, because one was just... Just go, go with it, it yeah. It was another one we watched, like, a couple times because Amanda kept falling asleep. I swear to God. So, yeah, Paul, Paul was not repeated. Paul, Paul was written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, not not, okay. in, not with Edgar Wright. Um, gotcha. I just realized that Justin Bieber and Just Go With It must have been next to each other. <laughs> Probably because alphabetical. So she watched Justin Bieber so many times that she kept seeing Just Go With It in the menu. And maybe she was like, what's this about? <laughs> um, Which I remember yeah. seeing that movie and was so let down. I mean, because I think 2011 was I hadn't quite gotten over the fact that Adam Sandler wasn't funny anymore. Um, and so I wanted to see it also because I'm like okay Jennifer Aniston hot like funny let's see how this plays out and I might have seen it in theaters because I think I was still seeing Adam Sandler things in theaters at that time well I mean because a year prior was we saw grown-ups and before that, I definitely saw bedtime stories in oh, theaters, God. which... Oh. Why did we do that? Because we, we, we still saw, thought he was good. Yeah, we all saw bedtime stories in theaters. And and I saw... I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry in theater. Like, I, I saw a lot of his stuff in theaters. Oh, God. But anyway, we're not in Sand Templar anymore. We're in Spooky Sins. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's really hard to shed that part of my life, which is Sand Templar. <laughs> So, you know. I mean, it's a it's important part. I understand. Yeah. So, we are still recording in the month of September. So, it's it's we got our feet in both months right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, I didn't ask mom months. or dad if they had thoughts on this movie. Neither did I. I feel like I would bet my dad probably I don't think mom has seen this movie. Dad maybe has seen this movie, but I feel like he'd be like, yo, it was good. (laughs) I don't know if it would be super revelation. His recollections have been pretty disappointing (laughs) thus far. So (laughs) let's just leave it at Maybe we'll reach out. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's get into pre-watch notes. All right. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Allegra, go first. All right, so I heard the a joke of this movie. Someone explained a joke from this movie as a way to convince me to see this movie for the first time. I think I was in, like, middle school or something, but I had also never heard the song White Lines before. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, you know, they went, and the zombie went, uh, but they didn't know it was a zombie. And I remember being like, ha ha, like, let's watch this movie now, I guess. <laughs> That's what convinced you. <laughs> so, I don't know. An like, out of context joke from the movie. Someone was just extremely excited about this movie. I had no idea what they're talking about, but I'm like, sure. And I remember just being like, I can't understand a goddamn word anyone is saying. Like, oh no. Mumbling so much. Like, and I still had trouble with it this time. Like, I've I've have a lot of British TV under my belt. <laughs> I feel like much more well versed in understand. I mean, I still have to put subtitles on when watching Peaky Blinders, but like. That's fair though. Right? Yeah, that's almost that's almost a like prerequisite if you're not from Birmingham. Like, it's just like yeah, you got to put it on. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like when they're in the um when they're in the bedroom and she's like breaking up with him, she's like, I just can't keep going back to that bar. I was like, what? <laughs> and then later when he's explaining to Nick Frost, he's like, she doesn't want to be one of these people at this bar every night. And I'm like, oh. This is impossible. There was a lot of mumbling. There was a lot of mumbling. So I think my my yeah. Amazon Prime just has subtitles on for probably, you know, something we watched a while ago. But I just, like, had them on. And I'm like, uh, is this going to, like, mess with me for the movie? Because I really don't like having subtitles on, particularly for comedies. But... Like, a minute into the movie, I'm like, nah, I'm definitely keeping it on. <laughs> and it also helped Oh, I catch, didn't need them. It also helped catch things for me. Um, like, when he's flipping through the channels and then all the, the shows are kind of stringing together a sentence that, mm-hmm. like, you would have kind of otherwise missed unless you were looking for it. I was like, oh, shit, right there. And it's, like, making a cohesive statement about the zombie attack. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, for the mumbling's sake, I was very grateful to have the subtitles on for this movie. All right. Sorry, <laughs> Allegra. Continue. No, no. And I knew to look for the TV thing, and it was still like, I'm having trouble understanding the sentence <laughs> they're trying to string together. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely the biggest uh, memory. Um, other than that, you know, it's, I don't have too much to say. Super fun, super classic film. Um, my high school, I worked at a comic book store in high school and my manager was like notably obsessed with zombies. He loves zombies. He loves Walking Dead, anything zombie related. So Shaun of the Dead was like his holy Bible movie, <laughs> basically. And so it just reminds me of him the most. That's it. All right. All right, Gray. Mine was like, cause again, I didn't see this as much as I would like to, but I definitely remember Beats. Um, so I just said, Sean is boring. His girlfriend, I think, leaves him. Doesn't like his stepdad. Spends all day at the pub. Zombie outbreak occurs. He has to save all his friends. Except I think his best friend dies and he keeps him as a pet. Yes. I definitely remember that. I honestly, I just remembered glimpses of this movie and I didn't write anything of what I actually remembered down. But the, the ending shot is... Yeah. The most like the the zombie white lines and then the friend as a pet. Those are the two. Things. <laughs> I even yeah, forgot mine... about the zombie white lines because I remember you and I would always do that. The same joke your friend told you. Because I think that's what you said to get me to watch it. <laughs> like, it for me. And I remember it's just like, kind of blankly looking at you and being like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, sure." But I, too, didn't know what song it was or, like, what you were even really talking about. I'm like, yeah, that sounds funny. Let's watch it. And, like, I don't think Gray and I ever interacted in high school. It's like our classes never overlapped. It's a big big enough school we didn't see each other. But, like, I think I remember us doing that to each other while passing each other. <laughs> like in the hallway. And my friends are like, who was that? <laughs> like, my brother. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't remember like the first time I saw this movie, but I feel like it had to have been when I was in high school. Like I don't really associate this with 
like child I mean technically yes childhood but like not like super early um I feel like my brain was much more formed like the first time I saw this movie than like a lot of the other things that we have watched so far um so I ba- I like remembered pretty much everything like zombies take over Simon Pegg's London Nick Frost is his doofy friend turns into a zombie at the end He's on the outs with his girlfriend. They all have to fight their way out of the zombie apocalypse. Like, I remembered a lot of it. And I also think, like, I associate this movie maybe more with college. Maybe also because I studied abroad in London for a bit. And there was a guy in my program who was, like, obsessed with Edgar Wright. He was, like, an annoying film bro who was, like, they're showing the Cornetto movies. And and also, I remember because The World's End came out when I was in London. So he was like, the final installment of the Cornetto movie. So like, I associate that movie with that guy for, because for obvious reasons. But I also think like, I watched it more in college. It's it's such like a film bro college movie yeah. that I and feel like right I just knew a that. lot of guys who liked this movie. And also, like, BuzzFeed was on the rise when I was in college, so I'm pretty sure I read, like, so many listicle movie trivia movies or articles about this movie, too. So I feel like I, def- I very much remembered, like, this entire movie beat for beat. <laughs> yeah, it's really nostalgia when it feels like you watched this for the first time five years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I probably saw it in high school, so it was at least ten years ago the first time I saw it. Um, yeah, for sure. It just, it but just like, feels so recent. It just feels like I've never not watched this movie. <laughs> um, Which I isn't remember, a bad thing. I mean, back to World's End, but uh, we, I'm pretty, I remember walking around town with you and dad after seeing the movie and stumbling across like four of the pubs or at least just pubs with the same name as the as the, the pubs pub in the crawl movie. that they were going to and i think we even like yeah probably stopped in for a drink at like the king's head which was even referenced in this movie too Mm-hmm. But was also mm-hmm. referenced in At World's End. And I just remember thinking that was I think pretty- we found, but I think we eventually found a pub that was called The World's End or At World's End or World's oh, End or something. Really? Like, I think there might have been one in like Shoreditch or something. I could be wrong. Maybe that was but- the one we stopped into. I just, the only one I remember is like seeing the yeah. King's Head because that was like the first one they stopped at in the movie. But, anyways. Probably. Um,. Yeah, let's speaking of pubs, movie. the Winchester, a great name for a pub. <laughs> yeah. Very good name. I love and another little piece of trivia. The Winchester and the fact that that was an actual Winchester repeater um above the bar is a reference to the original uh Night of the Living Dead and and Dawn of the Dead because they used uh Winchester rifles in that movie. Mm. Interesting. So it was a little, was I a always, little tip of the cap to uh, the original, like, you know, Night of the Living Dead movies. Speaking of more spooky things, Winchester just reminds me of the Winchester, Winchester Mystery, Mystery House yeah. in, like, Bay Area-ish. Or is it more Santa Cruz? Where is no, that? it's Bay Area. It's, it's like, south. it's Bay Area. Okay. It's yeah. just South Bay, yeah. Which is supposedly haunted, and, like, the lady just kept building 
and there are like stairs to nowhere and it's just like a crazy weird big house that doesn't make sense so i know i remember going on a tour there and they yeah. were talking about all these um really cool things that she did like she uh sort of was one of the first people to um build her uh the counters around her sink to properly drain the water into the sink Ah. And everyone's like, ooh, it's so short, and everything in the house is so small. How spooky. And it, it's really just like, this was a small disabled woman. And so part <laughs> of her building isn't, like, weird and spooky. It's just, like, meant for It's her catered to, to her. <laughs> oh, and she, but she was married to, like, the heir of uh, the Winchester yes. rifle, yeah. like. Yeah, so she was, and, like, the, the story goes called, that the house was, was haunted by all of the Native Americans that died to the hands of Winchester rifles. Right. Or just like anyone who died like too. Problematic in a in so many ways. <laughs> of like murdering of Native Americans. Not good. Secondly, to try and like boost your haunted tourist trap with like the air of There are Native American ghosts here. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that's even spookier than a normal ghost. It's like, um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, I do think I still have I remember vividly that you and I took like photo booth photos at the Winchester Mystery House, and I think I still have some of them. <laughs> oh God, I do remember that, but I hope those never see the light of day. Oh, I was gonna say if I find them, I can post one. I I think those, I literally have one on my mirror in my bedroom. Are those the, the ones, ones with that with had like, like angel, angel and devil, and like yeah, and I think handle and shit like. And that. I remember, and you wore my sunglasses, like my big bug eye, like two thousand eight sunglasses. I also remember um, that same, like right after we went, Allegra was gonna take some, and I kept photobombing it, and you just see <laughs> the four photos get progressively like Allegra gets more upset. And then the fourth one, she's just gone, and it's just me, like, with a thumbs up or something like that. That, that sounds was, about right. I remember that being a long fucking day. Yeah, because we were, yeah, like, we I had think to it drive was either... to, like, the, the South Bay, which, I mean, you know, it's only, like, an hour and a half to San Francisco, but this was, like, two and a half hours. Kind of out we were, like, of the way. It was at the end of a, of a trip with the family, and we just wanted to be home. But we had yeah, to... I think it was at the end of a trip in San Francisco, and then it was like, all right, we're going to take a detour to the Winchester Mystery House on the long, way home. Long-ass detour. And I feel like it was, like, rainy. We were already exhausted <laughs> from a long weekend. They didn't let us eat until after. Like, we literally walked through the Hard Rock Hotel restaurant, and I'm like, oh, we get to eat? And the mom's like, no, the museum first. I'm like, okay, this won't take too long. And, like, three hours go by. <laughs> it's a long tour. <laughs> tour and then the tour lasted oh forever. yeah like, the sun was in the sky when we got there and it had set when we finished the tour <laughs> i was so hangry oh god yeah allegra is not hangriness is really a serious consideration when it comes to allegra i, I, I have a delicate constitution <laughs> if i'm not properly um fed, fed or rested she I'm, gets made i'm a nightmare <laughs> Yeah, Allegra needs a solid eight hours of sleep and also, like, three square meals a day. <laughs> I'm, I'm very annoying. All right. Let's get anyway. into our, our, our pre-argument scores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Allegra, what do you have for nostalgia? So I'm pissed. Um, I think I I'm pissed for the same reason. <laughs> I fucking points desert. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that you really needed. I needed this movie. Colin, I don't need did it. Not need this movie. Like you got fifty first. The random wheel loves me so far. It's your fucking cheating. It's your computer. You chose the wheel. Like. I'm calling hacks. I don't know how. Hey, man. Mom is friend who is a teacher recommended the wheel to me. Like, <laughs> so it's not even. I also want to say Holland also got Madeline, which is to this day the highest scoring movie we've rated. So, hey, man. That's back when we were allowed to choose things. I'm not my saying, fault you didn't choose better saying, movies. I'm just saying like she has been blessed by the scores. And this week <laughs> is not going to fucking help that. Like, I knew I was choosing Grease too, and I was okay knowing that this was going to be a, a, a point dip for me. But I was thinking, randomizer wheel, I think, you know, I'll have faith, it'll even out. But apparently, Holland's got the goddamn donkey dice from the new Mario Party, where you either get nothing or ten. <laughs> and she just keeps, the statistics are insane. Hey, man, Lovember might be cruel to me. I might get, like, Herbie or something. I don't get any girls. I'm going to lose this year. Like, I... I will will say this. Based on what I feel like this movie is going to rank, I think it is worth the consideration where Allegra does get a re-roll for October. Yeah, I think I... I am comfortable giving Allegra a double spin, choose between the two spins for October with the point consideration in mind and also it being her birthday month. Thank you. All right. I agree. Get, I, I sign off. I co-sign. Okay. All that preamble is to say, I'm like, am I really going to try and underscore <laughs> just to ha- like boost the scores up later? Or am I just going to be fucking honest with myself? Just be honest and with then yourself. Just give us a fucking, fucking ten out of nostalgia. Yeah. Like, God damn it. I'm at a ten for nostalgia too. Cool. Sit, <laughs> sit through ability. Ten. Yeah, I I put ten, dumb. eleven if I could. <laughs> and you cannot. And I cannot. We can make that up in the bonus points round. <laughs> What's the next category? Appropriate for children. Oh. Yeah, I knew this one was it, not going to be. I like, put a four. You can understand what they're saying. <laughs> it is pretty gory. Maybe it's gory. Like, there's swearing. There's five. There's a... Uh, Nick Frost's character is oh, just an entire... Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Not let's appropriate not, let's not for anybody. Let's not away because that's a, a pivotal <laughs> bullet point in my very small list of, of notes. But <laughs> I, did, I did a four for Appropriate for Children because... This is by absolutely no means a kid's movie. Yeah. I agree. I understand and I agree with that. I, I changed it to a five. Um, but I've, there's Lex. I would have gotten so many nightmares if I had seen this as a child. I remember one time, it was like late at night, and I accidentally walked in on Dad watching a really gory movie, and it gave me nightmares for basically the rest of my life. Same. Oh my god! Same! <laughs> Oh my what God. movie? 
Some goblin was, like, eating a woman's insides while she was alive, and they were having a full conversation. I still don't know what the movie is. No, yeah, for me, I don't know what the movie is either. Um, Because I don't know about you, Allegra, but when I did it, Dad was asleep on the couch, and I assume it was just the movie that came on after. Classic. And that's what I walked out to, because I was like, oh, I can't sleep. I'm going to, you know, go to Dad. And then I walk out and see this, and I'm like, I'm going to go back to bed. And I think I crawled into like Holland's bed because I was, this was when we lived in the apartment. I was four. Oh. And it was a zombie. The movie I saw was like a zombie movie. I don't know what it was, but I was like, nope. Okay, but anyways, does it hold up? <laughs> into the trundle bed with Holland. Of course it holds up. It holds up remarkably well. You know, Dylan Moran's outfits, not with, all the outfits notwithstanding. Um, I did a 10. Um, I'll just give it a nine because of the scene in with Nick Frost that we'll talk about. Yeah, that's true. Um, can I follow ten? Yeah. I was like, yeah. captivated for this whole entire movie. Like, more so than any movie we've watched yet. Wow. High praise. Because we've tried to put a ban on very, very good movies. <laughs> and for some reason, we forgot our rule. Like a whole month of Sand Tembler, and we're like, we got nothing to worry about. And we, <laughs> draft, and we forgot. We forgot our rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to throw a couple good ones into the mix. Not for you. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> yeah i think once the draft happened we're like it's a toss-up so let's just see but then we're putting in really good ones with really bad ones i'm still to mad be at fair. you allegra for putting in the <laughs> ring because i know just by the luck of the draw i'm gonna have to watch that fucking movie again and i that was the first horror movie i ever saw at tommy's house when i was like six and it scarred me, oh. and I hate that movie. And I, I not only am I going to have to watch it, I'm probably going to have to defend it. <laughs> don't speak it into existence, Gray. We don't know that yet. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But Holland. I kind of wish that I had gotten the ring, because I have a lot of this. Also, well, although, I'll say this, Gray. If you do get the ring... I have a lot of nostalgia for that movie, so I think you will at least will get some good scores from me oh, if that lovely. cushions the I blow. I still have to watch it, and that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> so, Holland, so based on based on the scores, it's kind of your movie to lose. Yeah. Um, but let's get into it. I just want to <laughs> talk about chat. this movie so bad. Yeah, um, let's dive I in. Love, I love, love, love Edgar Wright's obsession with making action sequences out of mundane things. It's always mm-hmm. funny to me. Like, all, And I think he does it well in this one, but he does it much better in Hot Fuzz. Because it's like half the movie is like, boom, bop, boom. And it's just him like taking the train to work. Um, and with this one, it was, he you know, like... He has a very specific, like editing style when it comes to like his action sequences because when he actually finally does do like a straight up action movie when with baby driver it's amazing yeah i just wish we could just redo that movie and recast uh, kevin spacey and ansel i know it's like got some problematic people in it now but it was a really good movie it's such a good movie it's so good and i'm also in love with the actress 
That, not surprised at all. She oh, yeah, yeah. Lily okay. James. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is so perfect in everything I've seen her in. And, okay, I know pretty much this whole episode. I see episode. Mama Mia 2. Here we go again. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Meg loves Mama Mia. But, anyways, um, I know we're just going on tangents to other movies. But in uh, Yesterday, that movie about the Beatles or the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to defend it. I think it was a fun movie. I liked the movie. I'm not saying it was, like, great. But Lily James in that movie is like, in my opinion, perfection. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so adorable and sweet. And like her hair is beautiful. Her All of her dresses, Meg and I were like, where do we find these dresses for you? Because these are perfect. <laughs> uh, I love Lily James. Anyways, she's not in this movie. So let's continue. <laughs> Edgar Wright and his like, he makes action, fast paced action sequences out of like, uh, Simon Pegg taking a piss and then like putting you know milk in his cereal, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like mm-hmm. it all. It always makes me laugh. Um, and very similar to like what he would later do in Baby Driver. You know, they destroy a zombie to the tune of Queen, and like they're beating the. The shit music out of in this movie is impeccable. Yes, it's and so I feel good. like that is also another common thread with him. But like even just the. The I my first note is coming in strong with Ghost Town by the specials. Like the oh, yeah. opening song, I love it. <laughs> hey, let's just, not forget also, Zombie Nation on the bus. Yes, Zombie Nation. <laughs> Which also yeah, plays a love huge it. part in my nostalgia because of my uh my first year ever playing football when I was like seven or eight and we had like a pump up jam CD total jock jam oh I totally remember that CD and yeah in zombie that's the first time I ever heard zombie nation and loved that song and I mean still do mm-hmm. but I remember being seven and being just like zombie yeah yeah, I totally. I'm actually. I'm a little surprised that we didn't hear "Zombie" by the Cranberries. I know. <laughs> Zombie. Me too. Another, yeah, maybe another it is. Another good part about the subtitles was seeing the the lyrics on sta- on screen when a song would start and seeing how applicable that line, mm-hmm. that particular mm-hmm. line, was, like during that specific scene. It was also great. Also, a great Edgar Wright move. Yeah, it was totally. so good. God, um, I just, it makes me so sad that Edgar Wright was fired from the original Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have gotten a much better movie out of Ant-Man. Like, the scenes in Ant-Man that are very, very good, like the Thomas the Tank Engine train fight scene, those are, like, the little kernels left over from Edgar Wright. And I'm just like, and they fired him because he wanted to do too much cool shit, it sounds like. Like, we almost had... Uh, a fucking Edgar Wright movie with Paul Rudd as the lead, and it was gonna be amazing. And uh, uh, Edgar Wright, Paul fire. Rudd, Marvel movie, like, yeah, come on. But yeah, I I agree. It's just he. I just I I will be that douchey college film bro who's obsessed with Edgar Wright um, <laughs> because I love Edgar Wright movies. So like, they're always just so captivating. And it's not, you know, they're very fun. They're just so fun. And, and there's the nothing thing is, wrong with that. It doesn't even have to be necessarily the writing because visually, I am glued to the screen. I I took a note mm-hmm. 
that 20 minutes into the movie, I had taken two notes <laughs> because I couldn't, I was just like in it. It just, I, it, I, I was sucked into this movie immediately. And so like, there wasn't anything for me to like, to pull me out and make note of other than I wrote, I love Edgar Wright's obsession, zombie nation, nice. And then nothing. And then I just said, <laughs> I'm so wrapped up into the movie. I'm hardly taking notes. Like it's an Edgar Wright movie, so there's all these small details I want to keep track of, but I can't look away to write them down. Mm -hmm. And then my next note after that was like, when the zombie outbreak occurred, which is like 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I took zero notes. Um, (laughs) Partially to like rebel against, last time I watched a movie with Holland and I felt the pressure to keep writing notes the whole time. I was like, why do I have so many notes? Uh, But also because it's just like, like I appreciate the visual Easter eggs. Like sometimes I feel like Easter eggs have become this whole thing where it's like another gatekeepy aspect of nerd culture where it's like, oh, you didn't see the eight billion things in the background of yeah. this Marvel movie, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like I feel like movie Easter eggs, all that shit. If you yeah. want to know what all the Easter eggs are in the Edgar Wright film, you can go look up one of those BuzzFeed articles I was yeah, talking about earlier. In, like, yeah, they're, they're, they've all been documented a million times yeah. on r yeah. slash movie details. I'm pretty sure they had to make a rule <laughs> where like you can't post Edgar Wright details anymore because people were doing it so <laughs> much um, it's like, this is the type of movie where you are rewarded if you just notice it yourself yes mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not gonna get shamed because you didn't see like notice that the long shot of him going to the store and the long shot of him going to the store during the zombie apocalypse is like beat for beat just like you know pre-zombie post-zombie it's like mm-hmm. you can Notice all of these very little details of, oh, before the guy was washing his window and now there's a hole in his window. It's like, oh, this was at the store. And this, like, not even the obvious details, but just like the minor. Yeah. yeah. And all the care that um, went into it. Speaking of that scene, I was genuinely creeped out by that scene. Yes. And I, it, you know, like, that's one thing that I guess I forgot about with this movie is that it is genuinely kind of scary you know it's not like giving you nightmares scary but i i think i fell for every single one of the jump scares um (laughs) i remember i was so i mean i already have a habit of biting my nails um and so when i say like i was biting my nails during this movie it wasn't necessarily because of the the context of the movie <laughs> but i remember um like that scene like i genuinely kind of got chills when he was walking to the store and back after his night drinking and all that shit's happening and he's not realizing it um oh what do you know my next note says i've literally been biting my nails the whole movie but anyways um <laughs> the scene when he sees pete in the shower and like yeah. you know, he sees the shadow and turns around like i was creeped out he opened like when he opens the curtain i didn't jump but then when i was biting my nail and when pete lunged at him and it was like a a jump scare i like the way i was biting my nail i like actually jumped and like dug too far into my cuticle (gasps) and i was just like ow but like yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah it was and there were just so many of those scenes where like 
holy fuck, I got spooked or or creeped out or scared. I mean, again, scared is not in the sense of like nightmares, but it was just. It's eerie. It's there eerie. Perfect. It was movie. disconcerting. Yeah. Like, it's a comedy movie, so sometimes you're just like, ha the stakes are low, or they're, like, obviously it's a high-stakes environment, but they're making a lot of jokes that it feels lighter. Yeah, you let but, your you know, guard people down. People are dying. Yeah, you, there are emotional beats. and you, There are stakes. You care for the characters. So, like, when they're at the Winchester and they're pretending to be zombies, you're like, ooh, you're like, you're tense, you're on your edge. Yeah, you, even you though it's a really it. funny scene, yeah, you still are aware of the stakes. Yeah, totally. Oh, and when they're in the Winchester and he's going downstairs to try and turn the lights on and oh he my illuminates God. the door. Like, <laughs> and, like, he's like... <laughs> but you're still... It's like a sort of like shit your pants moment of like, oh God. Yeah, it's like, oh no. <laughs> he yeah. didn't give them the slip. <laughs> Although also, so I watched this on my DVD and I did watch some of the bonus features and there were three... There was like a plot holes section of the bonus features and the three plot holes that they covered with I believe like either storyboard art or it could have been art from like the graphic novel adaptation I don't know but the three plot holes were like how did Sean give the zombies the slip what happened to die like when she left the Winchester and I do have a note for oh that God. second one and how did um Ed get out of the basement and into the shed. I so, also like, with thought the about slip... that in the in the moment <laughs> because I remembered that part. But um, uh, so yeah, sorry. Continue yeah, about when he gives him the slip. So the way that he gave the zombies the slip, what he was like, well, the zombies are really slow. So I kept running away, but then I had to wait for them to catch up to me and like keep. I had to like stop and start a bunch just to really get them away from the pub. And then I eventually ran away and found a dumpster and I hid out in it and until I thought the coast was clear. So that's apparently how we gave them the slip, but I guess they found them again. Can I die? Can I do hid, the die? Yeah, can you can talk. You can I talk about die. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, so even though according to the Zombo meter feature stating that Diane dies, the DVD's animated special feature plot holes, which is what Holland is referring to, Mm -hmm. what happened to Diane when she left the Winchester, it explains that Diane makes it through the crowd of zombies, climbs a tree, passes out, awakens to utter silence, and out of fear, stays in the tree for days, surviving on David's severed leg and eventually yep. goes oh. to live with an aunt. She remains in, <laughs> quote, Christmas card contact with Sean and Liz. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I love Diana so much because I, too, love Dylan Morin. But it's like, girl, love yourself. You better <laughs> than this man in love with your roommate. Like, uh, oh, the one Easter egg that, I, I mean, I don't know if this was intentional. I don't remember when Bernard Books came out, but there's this British show called Bernard Books that Dylan Morin and the girl from uh, that one show, Episodes. Uh, okay. I don't remember her name. So, uh, you know how there's, like, Sean and his friend from uni, and they have, like, parallel lives? and like Yeah, 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 yeah. So, when... Uh, she Yvonne. Was, so the the girl the woman from Burned Books 
is in the Diana Beanie. Oh, okay. Row. So, like, they're in the same movie together. Like a, I'm like, I don't know if that's a Bernard Books callback or just there's only eight British actors in the world and we're in everything together. Well, actually, so, no, there's. Hold on. I need to find it on the trivia um, page. So much trivia for this movie. I know. It's hard to go through them all because there's so much. But, uh, okay, here we go. Found it. So. When Sean, Liz, David, Di, Barbara, and Ed run into the alternative gang as they make their way to the Winchester, there are quite a few comedy partnerships brought together again. So Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines are Tim and Daisy from the movie this is, or like the short this is based off of, written and directed by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, featuring Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost called Spaced. Um, Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman um, were both Don and Tim from the British office. Dylan Morin okay. and Tamsin Grieg, Bernard and Fran from Black Books came out in 2000. That's what it is. Julia Deacon and Nick Frost are, of course, in Spaced 2 as Marsha and Mike, respectively. So they had all, like, every single pairing or, like, you know, every single person from the gang was in at least one other thing with one other actor in the alternative game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was intentional. Okay, <laughs> I watched like the first few episodes of Black's books. Like I didn't even get the name right because I didn't watch the show too much. I was just obsessed with Dylan Moran's comedy in college. <laughs> um, we gotta watch Run Fat Boy Run. I think is actually like one of the first Simon. It was like this movie. Then I watched Run Fat Boy Run. Same. And I think it began my Dylan Moran obsession. I don't. Really I always thought he Dylan looked Moran like a grown-up it. Harry Potter. I always thought he looked like a grown-up Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god, he's just this angry little Irish man. I love him so much. But he's in Run by Run. He's the eccentric friend. Remember, he's on the balcony and he's naked, and he's just like, "Run!" I just I only saw that movie once, and I don't remember I've it. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I only remember the the plot that he's like running to lose weight and also to get his girlfriend back. Um, but Common anyways, theme in yeah. Simon Pegg movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get to the elephant in the room, which is Nick Frost, <laughs> Nick Frost saying, what's up? In a in appropriate word, we're not going to repeat. Just very nonchalant and like oh, just overlooked completely. Um, you know, people can make the argument that in 2004's United Kingdom, that word probably held a lot less weight than even 2004's ah. US or especially 2021's entire Earth. I but don't know if you can make that argument. <laughs> I'm just all I was gonna say is, but it's still for no reason at all acceptable. The sure only the only reason I even want I even prefaced with that is because like it made it through the British like standards to become a I think I think it's supposed to be part of the joke like we all know it's bad that he's saying this but it's also a joke that he thinks he can say this but it's not a good joke. No. It's not a good joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. if the joke is, haha, isn't it so bad that I said this? Tee hee. It's like, no, no. You just wanted to say this. Yeah. And this is not a good reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as the kids would say, 
cringe. <laughs> yeah. They're Gen Z cusp, right? Did, are kids still saying that? <laughs> cringe? I don't have contact with Gen Z kids. All of my friends <laughs> are also in the same boat as me, if not older. So... I mean, you know, I will say like, oh, that made me cringe, but I don't use cringe as like a standalone verb or what would that be? Adverb? I think I would say like cringy if I yeah, was yeah. going to say anything. Like that's cringy. Like, oh, that was or, cringy. Or but I associate I that cringed. more. I wouldn't say that yeah. is cringe. I guess that's a noun. I don't use cringe as like a noun or a state of being it's more of like well it that, made that would me still cringe. be an adjective or an adverb but whatever we don't need to get into um, the i, to the I weeds associate here. cringy with more a millennial, yeah, millennial jargon is cringy. Gen Z is it's cringe. just cringe yeah, yeah. but i yes, guess i guess our only gen z contact is maybe matthew so we'll have to ask right. our stepbrother I can ask, <laughs> I can ask meg's cousin Christina, there you go. she's very much Gen Z and loving it. So I'll, I'll if any her. Gen Z listener, if there are any Gen Z listeners, let us know. And if we have officially ruined the word by talking about it, so then we've done our job. Yes, as Every, millennials, everyone reach out to the Gen Z in your life and ask: Is it cringe? Is it cringe go, or is it based? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I don't even know what based I'm not means. I'm 100% sure what based means. I've seen it in contexts where being based is good and bad, and I don't know which is which. I feel so old in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I also, it took me a second. It actually took me until um, Liv or Liz and the mom met to realize, holy shit, they've been dating for three years and she's never yeah, met that's his mom. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's insane. What? And they all live in London. Like, they, they just drove to his mom's house. Like, yeah. it's not like she lives out of town or anything. Yeah, that is <laughs> like, crazy. Um, um, I love the behemoth where he's like, how old are you, 20, 21? He's like, I'm 17. Yeah. <laughs> 17. Um, All like the chavs who worked at that store with him. Did I send you that um, Noel uh, bit about being a chav? No. Oh my god. Um, I also like the scene where they were trying to decide which records to throw at the zombies. Oh my god, I like it. I love that so much. When he throw when Nick Frost throws the record, and he's like, "That was Blue Monday. It was an original original press." press. Like for fuck's sake! Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'll take this more seriously." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes, "Shade." Yeah, he's like, "Shade, <laughs> throw it." And I was like, "That's Liz's," and he throws it. And then yeah, when he's doing more, I just love. He's like, "Bubba, bubba, bubba." The Batman like, soundtrack. I like it. And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, I don't fine. remember what he liked. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like Dire Straits, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first one? Great. It was like some soundtrack to a movie. The Batman the soundtrack. The Batman soundtrack. Throw it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Kiss from a Rose is on that. <laughs> the second record I ever bought. Yeah. <laughs> Gray, what records would you sacrifice to throw at the head of a zombie? I'm assuming you own vinyl. <laughs> I own a lot of vinyl. Um <laughs> There are, the thing is though, is I have so many that a lot of them I've never touched. Whether they were dad's old ones or mom's old mm-hmm. ones or like Meg's parents' old ones 
or what we even kind of inherited were Meg's grandparents that are just like oh, that's cool old jazz that like are completely beat to shit. Like we tried putting on <laughs> like we have like a whole sleeve of probably like thirty records that we've only played two or three, and two of them were so scratched to shit. We like it was screech. It was hella cringe. Um, but no, it was just like, it was hurting our ears so badly. And so I'm like, okay, those would be the first to go. But of my actual collection, I think the first one I would be okay with that comes to mind would be, um, Bob Marley's legend, just because I have others. That's just his like greatest hits. I'm like, yeah, I can throw Mm. that. Well, let me talk about my vinyl. I have, um... All of Paul McCartney's albums on vinyl, except for the newest one, which is also fine. I don't really care about that one. <laughs> uh, and not only is it on vinyl, it's on colored vinyl. So oh, yeah, those are cool. White and Ram is this cool green. Didn't Gray get you some of those uh, for Christmas? Yeah, it was a Christmas gift. Yeah. Because um, it was like this limited edition colored vinyl. Um, so none of those. <laughs> uh, and then I have Rumors. And I'm like, this is... I bought this on Amazon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's I not know. like an original or I'm anything. Like, like, we didn't, like, yeah, we listened to this growing up, but I don't, I'm not like a big Fleetwood Mac stand. <laughs> so I'm like, chuck it. Oh my God. The, the queen, the queen sequence was so Yeah, the great. don't stop me now fight scene was beautiful. I was singing along the whole time me too. too. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I loved it. I, uh, Totally forgot about that part, too. So that was such a pleasant surprise. I also wrote, wow, Ed really did exacerbate every situation, didn't he? Like, Liz called it out from the get-go. Yeah, I'm on Liz's side this entire movie. Oh, 100%. Sean is a terrible boyfriend, and his friend sucks. I'm also on the other roommate's side. Dylan Moore's side? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. Simon Pegg. Yeah, Pete's side. Like, get this guy out of here if he's not paying rent and he sucks. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with him either. Like, (laughs) maybe I'm just speaking as an adult person now, but I'm like, Ed sucks. I wouldn't want to hang out with him as much as all of these people in Simon Pegg's life probably do. And he does hold him back. He does hold him back. Oh, is that yes, a controversial statement? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we live in a very expensive metropolitan area. So being in your late 20s and having roommates, even roommates you had from college, totally normal. Totally tracks. And sometimes extremely necessary just to afford your place. So if you have a fucking freeloader yeah. who's eating all your food, making a fucking mess, not paying rent, leaving the front door open, you know, I would be livid. Yeah. I, I just remember like it was I think I wrote that during the the cell phone bit when they're trying to get into the pub and he's just like what you know like I'm like oh my fucking god dude like you are a hundred percent you have made every situation worse yeah it it really pissed me off but that doesn't leave out the fact that this movie really hit the heartstrings for me oh yeah oh my god i totally forgot that his mom died me too i totally forgot that she gets bitten 
and that he has to shoot her. Like that was traumatizing. Also, yeah, uh, fuck the David. Is like ingrained into my brain forever. Oh yeah, David fucking sucks. Yeah, David sucks. That oh my god. David also makes everything worse. Yeah, yes. Also, the fact that he pulled the trigger on Sean. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. What a fucking dick. And then it seems like he was so ashamed slash embarrassed of that he just like killed himself. Like he goes out and like gets taken away by the zombies no, after that. He was just he was just ashamed, but he was standing by the window, and then the zombies broke through and grabbed him. But didn't he say he was leaving? No. Anyway? Well, he was going oh, he to. He almost did. He but yeah, he Diane was going to. But then Diane made him stop right. and apologize. And then as he was going to apologize is when he gets ripped through the window. And then Diane goes, I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. Also, but, seeing him get ripped apart was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, we needed some proper gore for the for the zombie movie. But that definitely hurt the appropriate for children bit. <laughs> yeah. I also love Bill Nye and anything that oh, he does. Yes. And as the stepdad, he was great. Yes. Oh, my God. I love him. I love him in Hot Fuzz, too. The running gag of him, like, being like, he's not my dad, like, the whole time. And I'm like, it's been 17 years and you're still, like, he's not my dad. Like, even whenever, when anyone calls him his dad, he's like, no, I will not have you confuse this man for my father. And I'm like, we have step-parents. When someone says, like, oh, your mom or your parents or whatever, I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm like, yep. Okay. I have we have so many parents. I'm like, yeah. I'm not. It's not worth my breath to be like. Actually, it's my stepdad or it's my stepma. I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, but this Nye, isn't important. Nye has like what, like five, ten minutes of screen time, and he fucking kills it. He does. He always kills it. He's yeah. also maybe the best part of Love Actually. And, so uh, beginning it or whatever the fuck that time. About time. about time. I love about time. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, amazing job. Okay, so um, we gotta wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want say- my last note was six months after a deadly outbreak and people are just going about their day as if it's normal. Yeah, right. Like that would ever happen. <laughs> I was I actually was thinking like, oh man. I would hate to meet my significant other's parent during a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, I guess I met them in a different apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Less well, stressful. Let's, <laughs> let's get into our final scores. Um, I'm just going to say mine are unchanged. 10, 10, 4, 10, 10. Yeah, no change. Um, I don't think I really need, like, I, I didn't really need to argue. I think we just went into this being like, it's a good movie. We knew it was going to be a good movie. Like, yeah. like, fuck it. I'll just, like, 10, 10, 5, 9, 10. All right. Extremely good. Gray, do you want to do the math? (laughs) Yeah. I and I accept that. I accept that. I refuse to do math. um, (laughs) Gray's usually got it. Oh yeah, one of the other things that I I loved the Coldplay cameo. Uh, at the end, they're like on a talk show and they have a charity called Zombade. And the reason why I know that is also because on the bonus features of the DVD, there's a whole section where you can watch like in full all of like the TV bits that like air kind of in the background of the scenes. And one of them is like the interview with Coldplay and in that like clip 
they talk about how their drummer and their bassist got bit, uh, but they're still in the band. They now just play like a little bit slower, but they wanted to start a charity called Zombade to like help people who are now zombies and they feel like their rights aren't being represented or something. Yeah. I don't know. Say what you will about Coldplay, but I feel like they're always down for a joke. Like, especially Chris Martin. Like, remember that Game of Thrones musical? Yeah, the Red (laughs) Nose Day. Yeah. That was so funny. Like, Chris Martin's always down to cloud, and I appreciate that about him. (laughs) Um, So the final score, or the, the total, is 88 Okay. I have bonus points. Um, but let me, like, I want to say that at near the end of the movie, they start really hinting that, like, the, the souls of the people who are zombies, like, there's still, like, an echo of that left. Yeah. And I love because, like, they they solidify that with Bill Nye, where he, Right, because he turns off like, the music in the car. Like, there's nothing about the man who loved who's still in there. And he turns off the rock music. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> And then at the end, he still plays video games with his zombie bud. Yeah, and Cole plays bassist and drummer. Keep they can keep playing, man. Which means like, maybe they did not need to shoot the mom in the face. Spoilers. But, yeah. Spoilers. We well, talked spoilers. about this whole fucking movie. It's the end of the podcast. All right. My bonus point. Oh, also, I want to say one more thing yes, about yes. the Coldplay interview. They also mentioned other celebrities who had been bitten and... Paul McCartney was one of them. <laughs> Phil Collins, Sting, uh, and a couple people from Take That. So <laughs> I think that's funny because Paul McCartney is a vegan. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> but my bonus point is for after Liz breaks up with Shaun of the Dead, and they go back to the Winchester, and his eyes are just so. Oh weak. my God! I know. Just the really sad <laughs> eyes, and then, like the. Jukebox song comes on. He's just like, "Who put this song on?" He's like, "It's on random." Yeah. <laughs> I loved his weepy eyes. Yeah, and that was another one where it was fully like committed. perfect lyrics because the first line was, "If you leave me." Yeah. Just like, Who put this song on? <laughs> it's on random. And then also at the very end, when he go when it's Queen, it goes, "Ooh, you make me live," and you're like, "Perfect." Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to give a bonus point. Hold on, give me a second, because I know there is one. Um, I had one earlier. I just need to remember it. Um, the N-word. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no? <Jesus>. Okay. <laughs> um, All the Nokia phones that we saw. Such tiny phones. No one's texting. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. weird I 2004 wanna... knitted beanie she I wears. Wanna do, I want to do my... my bonus point was just a very i think underappreciated joke that um the guy in the 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 teenager in the the store that sean works at was calling the same guy who had called ed about weed or no 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 he was the guy that called ed about weed and his buddy calls he's like no he's only got a henry like he's talking to his buddy oh so nick frost was the teen's drug dealer yes Oh, I didn't even notice that. Because he was like, what's up, Noodle? Oh, no, man. He's on, he's not holding. He only got a Henry. And, like, it, earlier, Nick <laughs> says, like, no, I'm not holding. I only got a Henry. And so, like. Someone explained this to me once. Oh, my God. Inter- I just- totally, that totally went over my head. Thank you so much for bringing that to light, Greg. So, Holland, <laughs> your final score is 90. 
Fuck you. Um, Fuck you. Woo! That brings the totals of all of us. Um, Holland is now sitting comfortably with a 349. Allegra with a admirable 203. <laughs> and, and I have 325. So I'm down by... But that's... But Allegra is down a movie. Yes. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I just wanted are. to put it into context. I better get a perfect 100. <laughs> <laughs> just to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, with that said, should we spin the wheel? Can I, can I do a, a couple <laughs> Or do you want to do trivia bits? first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't need to go too much into the 2004 trivia because we already had... Uh, 50 we did first that for dates. 50 first dates. But my first piece of trivia for the movie is in the UK, it was second at the box office behind 50 first dates. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> the uh, 1968's Night of the Living Dead director George A. Romero was given a private viewing of this movie near his house in Florida during the scene in which Ed yells into the phone, We're coming to get you, Barbara. Romero was oblivious to the fact that it was a direct lift from his movie and only found out <laughs> later after a phone call with Edgar Wright. Uh, oh my gosh. Nick Frost allegedly kept his genitals shaved throughout the production to create a genuine need to scratch that the character demanded. Uh, oh, gosh. wow. So method. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John and Bernie run the Winchester, and these are real names of the landlord and landlady who used to uh, own the pub that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost actually used to go to that this is based on mm-hmm. called the shepherds. John used to make toasted sandwiches for regulars. Hence the reference to the Breville out back, the toasties and uh, <laughs> Pegg and Nick Frost were regular attendees of the shepherds Thursday night quiz. Hence the line. We do the quiz when Sean is yeah. knocking at the door. Um, when Sean and the uh, group, I are, miss a good pub quiz. Me too. Oh. When Sean and the group are running out of Liz's flat, they're all carrying weapons of some kind, but Sean is the only one actually hitting zombies. This was because only the cricket bat that Sean was carrying was a padded fake. All of the other items were real, and if they would have hit any of the extras, they would have actually hurt them. I did notice that he was the only one hitting people, I and I, but I that, thought that was part of the joke. Yeah, I thought that part it's of like, it was like nobody else was actually. To they it. were all like pretending. Yeah, yeah. where he was like, "No, I've already been doing this all morning." Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like it was a show of Sean feeling confident and yeah. competent. He's finally in his element. So it took the apocalypse. Yeah, it, it worked. Yeah, it worked. But it was like, yeah, that it was just because he was the only one with like a rubber bat. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Near the beginning of the movie when Ed's playing PlayStation, Son directs him, top left, reload, good shot. And then when the gang are in the Winchester pub and Sean is firing, Ed is repeating the exact same instructions. Mm-hmm. He goes, top left, reload, good shot. Yeah, so I liked that. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, when Ed is attempting to cheer Sean up at the Winchester with plans of binge drinking the next day, He's actually summarizing the events of the next day. Entirely in drinking line. references. Bloody Mary was the checkout girl named Mary in the back garden. Bite at the King's Head was Philip. The couple was a couple, um, David and Die. Little Princess was Liz. Stagger back, impersonate zombies, and then bar for shots, firing the rifle at the Winchester. 
Yeah, I did. I did remember there was something like that, but I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah, what and it then was. <laughs> my last my last piece of trivia is according to Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, um, when Simon Pegg was reacting to the idea of Barbara dying as if it was his own mother being killed, um, after her death scene, Pegg and Frost cried real tears. No. Um, and then I mean, it was emotional. It was really emotional. And then, just so you remember, the top song of 2004 was Yeah by Usher and Little John. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Napoleon Dynamite came out. And Roger Ebert said that na- the film National Treasure was so silly that the Monty Python version could use the same screenplay line for line. Yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> just a refresher on some 2004 facts. Yeah. So that wraps up uh, Shaun of the Dead. Let's get the wheel churning for Allegra. Let's do it. I'm gonna fucking lose my mind if they're both just the poopiest poop movies. Um, I don't care what you can choose the best movie on the list. I just hope we don't have to watch The Ring. Uh, Allegra, I hope you do Pirates. Me too. I think I need it. Pirates or Beetle? I mean, honestly, I hope you get Beetlejuice. So okay, so Allegra's movie's next, and we're letting her spin the wheel twice. Yes, and I get to choose the best movie of the two options. Okay, all right. Unless they're both really bad. Spin one, commence. When I saw Phantom, my brain filled in. Um, <laughs> of the menace. opera? Oh. oh my, mine too. I did Phantom Menace. I'm no. like, hell yeah. Okay. No. Okay. No. Movie one no. is The Haunted Roll. Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Spin number two. I'm keeping Scooby it on the wheel just it? in case. <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex. I don't think that one's going to be that bad. I have a feeling it's going to be that bad. So, Allegra, which one do you want? Just to see, but you're not going to choose it? It's going to be Phantom of the Megaplex. I just want to see how Holland has cheated and rigged this wheel. Oh, no. Spin three was Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh. All right. So, Haunted Mansion or Phantom of the Megaplex, Allegra? Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh, all I want all year was Beetlejuice. Oh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Alright. Well, hey, man. Who knows? Who knows? I know it's like, I do not want Haunted Mansion. That's all I know. So, funny story. Um, I, Holland, started watching Phantom of the Megaplex. I got, I somehow got about an hour into it before I physically could not watch this movie anymore it was so 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 terrible it was just so bad like really in like one of the poorest form decoms I've ever seen in my life and I didn't want to sub I just it was so bad that I didn't want to talk about it for an episode like it wasn't even like funny bad it was just like boring bad so Gray and I came to the consensus that Allegra could just do Beetlejuice. That's how bad this movie was. We were like, let's just give her Beetlejuice. Okay. Happy birthday to Allegra. We're not watching Phantom of the Megaplex. We're not watching Haunted Mansion. By, by like, the sheer horribleness of Phantom of the Megaplex, it's been eliminated from the list. And Allegra's third spin was technically Beetlejuice. So... We let her choose between Haunted Mansion and Beetlejuice, and obviously we're doing Beetlejuice. So, 
Lucky for everybody, we don't have to watch Phantom of the Megaplex. I am the only person who had to suffer through an hour of that movie, and I hope nobody else ever has to. So, <laughs> next week, we're doing Beetlejuice. It's on Peacock. Um, all right. Cool. All right. Well, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at Latchkey Sibs on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, you can also email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions on whatever. Send us your favorite spooky movies. Um, and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be really awesome. It really helps us out. But that is all that we have for today. Next week is Beetlejuice. And until then, have a spooky day. <laughs>